man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Thanks. <laughs> Help me get through this week. Yeah, this one. Let's ride. Oh, no, you did. Oh, my God. Nice. Late to work sports. 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 What up, world? Welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports, where we got no agendas and just raw sports. As always, I'm your host, Jonathan, with my co-host, Ray Ray. Uh, what up, Ray Ray? What's up, John? Hey, man. It was a good week last week. I hate that we uh, didn't get one in, but glad that we're back right now to fix that. Yeah, man, it definitely was a really good week. A lot of sports. Uh, MLB season wrapped up. We had you know some, some wild headlines from the NFL. From college football we're definitely going to be highlighting them but hey for all listeners out there we do apologize ray ray had some military obligations to do and uh i'm a recruiter so <laughs> if you've ever been a recruiter in any military or you ever worked a marketing job you understand that if you you're getting paid by commission you will work long hours so just kind of happened last week we apologize but we're ready to crush it and drop a great show for you and uh, tell you about some of the cool things we got in store at the end of the episode. So, Ray Ray, you ready to roll? Let's get it. All right, man. All right, first off, let's go ahead and put this out there, Ray Ray. You keep stealing my lines, we're going to have an issue, okay? Let's just go ahead and put I, it. I want the issues. No, no, I want the beef. No, 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 no. This is I like my lines. Beef. I say let's get it. So, I want the beef. Oh, this guy, this guy. Do, do, gone two weeks, and all of a sudden, you just come back all full of it. So it's fresh, never frozen. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, let's go ahead before we roll into any kind of football, Ray Ray. Let's kick it over to our boy Austin. Welcome back again, Austin. This this year for the NBA recap, we're excited to have you. So we'll go ahead and throw I'm it over to there. Have him. Yeah, man, and let him uh, let him recap what we have been seeing in the NBA up to this point. So you got it, Austin. What is going on, guys? It has been a while since we've last talked basketball, so let me catch you up on some things really fast. At the very beginning of the season, I'm sure you all know, James Harden had requested a trade and had some very select words for the 76ers organization over the offseason. While he finally got his wish, after not showing up to games or practices, he can now reside in Southern California with the Clippers, Paul George, Kawhi, and Russell Westbrook, his old teammate. Now this team on paper is one of the most stacked teams in the league, of course. The only thing I can see stopping them is injury or James Harden himself. Now, all jokes aside, I think they can really do some damage in the league as long as they do stay as a team together and injury doesn't affect them too much. I think they can do great things. But in other news, there is a new star talent in the league and his name is Victor Wembanyama. This guy is awesome. His expectations coming into the league have not disappointed. There's been a lot of talk around him and Bobo and how they are the same player in a way and some people don't think so, some people do. And I just wanted to put my own little opinion in the conversation. I personally think they are very, very similar players in the way they can do a lot of the same things. I personally think they are very similar players and if you heard Shaq saying anything about it, I basically have the same feeling 
uh, Wimby and Bobo are both over seven feet tall. They can both handle the ball, they can both shoot the three ball, and of course they're both inside controllers. And what I mean by that is they both control the inside with rebounds, defense, and post offense. The only main difference between the two that I see is, well, Wimbenyana is a star talent rookie while Bobo is a few years in and he's a bench role player. Um, the consistency between them is it's insane. Wimby, Wimby is more consistent night by night than Bobo is. And I wish I wish Bobo was more consistent because we could have been seeing how Wimbenyana would have done, but Bobo just isn't as great as Wimby, and Wimby is going to do great things in the league. Now, I wish I could do a recap of each game that has been played so far, but that is a lot of games to do, and I'm sure that would be a lot of listening. And so instead of that, I'm going to give you the teams that are off to a hot start and the teams that aren't doing so great right now. To start that off, we have the Denver Nuggets at top of the power rankings with a 7-1 and one start. And my favorite to personally win the championship right now, but of course, it is way too early to tell. So don't take my word for it yet, but that's my team right now. The Mavs are also um, doing very well. They are 6-1 and one with Luka doing great things. He's looking like he's going to have an MVP caliber season. The Celtics and 76ers are both 5-1. and one. Maybe we're looking at an Eastern Conference Finals team right here. Both of them going to play each other in the Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe, maybe not. I think they will. We'll see. The Warriors are 6-2. and two. Curry is showing he's not done and maybe... Maybe they really do want to get CP3 a ring, and we'll just see how that goes. I'd be really excited. Speaking of CP3, he is out there dishing dimes like it is nobody's business. I believe he already has over 50 assists on the season, which is absurd. The Bucks are 4-2 and two along with the T-Wolves. Now, for the Bucks, they've obviously taken a massive jump in their offense, but they've also taken a massive drop in their defense without Holiday. Damon Holiday are just, well, very, very different players, very so basically the opposite now for some of the teams that haven't been doing too well to start off the season but it's still the beginning so there aren't no worries just yet to start it off we have the kings that are two and four it just seems to me that they aren't able to finish the games out and maybe they just don't have all their pieces together right now but i think they'll figure it out i think they'll start doing they'll start doing better maybe get back into the playoffs like they were last season the hornets are starting off two and four as well but they just really don't have all the pieces there for them to use um, I don't see them being too great. I don't know how well they'll do. I don't see them riding the bottom of the power rankings, but I don't know if they'll get into the playoffs. The Pistons are starting off 2-6, and six, and Cade Cunningham is having an amazing season so far, but he's basically out there alone, and I'm not sure what he can do alone. Um, maybe they just need to get a few more pieces in place, uh, move things around. I don't know. They can. Cade Cunningham is a star talent, I believe. The Jazz are starting off 2-6 and six as well, and once again, I'm not sure they have all the pieces together, even though I look at their team and I see a lot of talent. I'm just not sure they have it all together. Uh, maybe I think they need like a bigger name, somebody like a star talent there. Maybe they can do a lot better. But in dead last, we do have the Memphis Grizzlies, who started off 0-5. They got a win the other night, so they are 1-5 now. And without job, you can see they obviously need help. And uh, once he comes back, I think they'll do awesome. I think they'll start being a way better team because they have a lot of, lot of talent on that roster. But before his return, right now, they're not doing so great. And you can see that struggle in them. But that is it for me, guys. I will see you all next week with another NBA recap.
Peace. All right, Ben. Appreciate it, Austin. It's uh, good to have you like always, bro. Uh, yeah, I'm shoot. I'm glad he's doing it because he's just compared you and I compared to him, man. I just I just can't do it. I don't know the NBA as well as he does. I do not know the NBA as well as he does either. So I don't have the passion uh, for it like he does. I'm not even going to speak on how the NBA season is rolling right now. Um, I do know one topic though. We'll throw out one topic. I take my mind. Ray Ray, I, I know he didn't put this on the notes, but I got to bring it up, man, because I just seen it today, and I was like, what? And I haven't got a chance to look into it yet. But the Lakers have filed a complaint with the NBA over missed foul calls against LeBron James in the Lakers versus Miami game. And uh, it, it's kind of wild to me. Because I've never heard of any, and maybe there has, and Austin would be the guy to definitely probably dig into a little more better than me. But I've never heard of a team making complaints about a player getting fouls like that. Not to where they actually make a complaint to the league office. I've always heard, you know, you hear complaints in the media. You know, right. some calls that didn't go our way, blah, blah, blah. And that's that's with any sport. But they actually made a formal complaint with the NBA to investigate that. And I... I guess Ray Ray, what what really caught my attention more than anything is how many times in the past have we seen La Flop James do stuff where it's like, yo, that there's no way, dude. He just sells a foul or acts one way or another. I mean, this is a big man, and I've seen him literally, and I bring this up all the time because I still can't believe this man had this happen to him. But he got smacked with an open hand on his head one time. And he flailed in the air, hit the ground, sat on the ground, and kept putting his hand on his head and then pulling his hand down looking like if his, if he had blood on his hand. And it was an open hand slap to the top of his head, man. I I I just what is up with this, man? What what now that now that all of a sudden you can get in trouble for flopping in the NBA, we have this going on? Well, you know, People just like to complain, but I mean, if there's an actual ref issue, there could be an actual ref issue. Just like baseball's got Angel Hernandez. I don't know how he still has a job when you miss all these calls, you know. So, so who's to say? Maybe we needed to watch more more basketball, and we'll understand. Like, dang, they really are missing a lot. This is a that's a question that we'll have to throw at Austin and have him answer for next go round. Yeah, that's something we'll have to. Uh, we'll definitely throw at Austin and, and get his take next week man because like it's obviously a developing story how it's going to develop you know is is it going to get the news coverage on the big media outlets i don't know but it is something i've seen today that definitely made me chuckle that uh big old lebron james and the lakers are complaining about fouls uh not being called i just i don't know man i don't know i just I want to throw that out there. You you may be right, though. You may be right. So we're going to see. I think it's just LeBron and the Lakers crying, but you may be right. So We'll find out. Time will tell. Yes, sir. Well, let's roll into the recap then. So we got two weeks of pro and college football to recap. So if you don't mind, my friend, I want to go ahead and recap week eight. Uh, All right, I'm ready. We'll run through. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me finish my saying. Dang. 
we'll uh we'll run through the recap and uh we'll talk about the the kind of the big talking points from week eight i'll quickly recap week nine we'll do the same thing and then we'll kind of just roll into college football man let you do your thing how's that sound we're both gonna be long-winded on this one no 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 so that sounds good sounds good here you go stop the start the stopwatch now so week eight recap Buccaneers at the Bills, over 700 yards among both these teams, but in the end, only one team wins. That would be the Buffalo Bills, 24-18. The Texans versus the Panthers. To everyone's disbelief, the Panthers would slow C.J. Stroud down, and the Panthers would get their first win of the season, 15-13. The Rams at the Cowboys. The Cowboys would do it all game. Special teams, defense, offense, all got points. Cowboys win 43-20. to Vikings at the Packers. NFC North matchup, and the Packers are still struggling. Vikings win 24-10. to Saints and Colts. Over 500 yards of offense by the Saints in this one. The Colts' defense again struggles. Saints win 38-27. Patriots at the Dolphins. The Patriots are not good this year, and it once again showed up against the Dolphins. Dolphins win 31-17. Jets at the Giants battle <laughs> battle for the Meadowlands. And honestly, man, it was not a pretty sight. OT would decide this one as the Jets win 13-10. to Jaguars at the Steelers. Steelers are struggling to score more than two touchdowns a game, and that just won't work against the Jags. Jags win 20-10. to Falcons at the Titans. Will Levis came onto the scene and looked like he was made for this moment, dropping Four touchdowns as the Titans win 28-23. Eagles at Commanders. This game was a close matchup, just like the first game, but it would not go to OT like the first matchup. Eagles would win, however, 38-31. Browns at the Seahawks. With 38 seconds left on the clock, the Seahawks would get the go-ahead touchdown and win this one 24-20. Ravens at the Cardinals. Josh Dobbs would play his last game for the Cardinals, and it would sadly not play out well for him. Ravens win 31-24. Chiefs and Broncos. Who are the Chiefs? Week in and week out, we don't know. The Broncos pull out the upset victory 24-9. Bengals at 49ers. The Bengals are back, and the 49ers are spiraling downhill. Bengals steamroll to a 31-17 win. Duh, Bears. Playing the Chargers. Close game stat-wise except for the points as the Chargers will win this one 30-13. Raiders and Lions. Gibbs ran all over the Raiders. Defense to the tune of 152 yards and a touchdown. Lions win 26-14. And that wraps up your Week 8 recap, Ray Ray. So, good games, man. Good games. A lot of good stuff to, to watch. But I do got some talking points, my friend. So, you ready? Yeah. Yeah, well, go ahead. All right. Well, let's first, let's start with what's up with the 49ers. So, Brock Purdy, another game where he threw two two uh, interceptions. You know, mm-hmm. I guess the question, man, is, is, is Purdy the problem or is it injuries or what's up? My thought, Ray Ray, is that it's a little bit of both. Purdy has had a great beginning to the season, but is he really great? That's a question kind of everybody's asking week in, week out. Many calling him a system quarterback. But I say the same argument can be made about other QBs 
who succeed. You know, so I'm not 100% sold that he is a system quarterback per se. I think he definitely has great pieces around him. But you also got to remember, he doesn't have Debo, and that is a big vital part of that 49ers offense. So you can't argue that that is not affecting them. Luckily, they do have a bye week, and I think that uh, it will kind of help them play out. So what is your thought on the 49ers right now as you're watching them kind of spiral with this losing streak? Well, you know, it's like we talked about beforehand where Purdy didn't have any losses in full games that he played, and we know it's the NFL. Things are going to come around. Things aren't going to be your time sometimes, and that eventually the losses will come, and unfortunately sometimes they come and runs and they're just in one of those right now and and like we talked about before the show i had seen a thing talking about there's a chance that i can't remember if he was hit with a concussion and cleared protocol but there's just times where he's getting hit and you can tell he's holding the helmet not in like frustration but it does look more like in pain and i've i've never been in a situation where i've had a concussion and i still have to go out there and, and throw a football or not be fully recovered so I don't know how that would affect you in that way, but we also know this dude's one in his second year, and he's still out there balling. It's going to happen. There's growing pains. You can't go out there and be the best thing ever the entire time. Yeah, and that's how I feel, man. I feel like everybody is kind of quick to say, oh, look how horrible he is, look how horrible he is, when he does have you know a rough period. I mean... But in today's sports, man, the same stuff was said about Tom Brady year in, year out. You know, as he got older, when he would have, like, you know, a rough patch or two, you know, game, rough game or two rough games or whatever, especially later when he started playing for the Buccaneers. And, I mean, he went on to win a ring with them. But they were still the issues of, yep. is he still yep. got it? You know, blah, blah, blah. But I feel the same argument could have been made for years with Tom Brady playing with the Patriots until we've seen otherwise he's a system quarterback because remember when Tom Brady went down they had Matt Castle step in and they made the playoffs that year mm-hmm. with Matt Castle and Tom Brady went down at the beginning of the season so I, I don't think Tom Brady is a system quarterback but I feel like the same argument for a long time could be made for him and I feel like it could be made for anybody that sits and spends a lot of time you know, is Patrick Mahomes a system quarterback? Because we've seen him go down and get injured and Chad Henney come in last year and do like a 90-plus yard drive to score a touchdown and, and looked fall as doing it. And this is Chad Henney. This is their backup. So I think the argument can be made for a lot of people. I'm not ready to say Brock Purdy is a system quarterback uh, because I, I feel like just because you succeed in a system, you still got to have a, some sort of skill. Because you're playing against a defense that isn't per se the system, you know. I mean, is Lamar Jackson a system quarterback? Because all he do is run. He's not forced to sit in the pocket and throw a lot. You know, they are allowed. They are. It is a. And no one can argue and say it is not the most run heavy, as far as quarterback is concerned, offense in the NFL. You can't argue that. So. You know, it's like you said, real quick, it's like you said before, the media and people just love to see you rise and fall. Mm -hmm. And it's just true, like, you'll see more haters than you ever will supporters. It's just all it is. Well, I'm rooting for the man, especially being Mr. Irrelevant. 
I hope yeah. he comes on, has a great season. I hope he wins a ring with somebody, man. I mean, I want to see that Cinderella story. So Brock Purdy's got my vote. So next man, I think we definitely got to talk about who are the Chiefs. I mean, come on, man. You lose to the Broncos? They had five turnovers in the game against the Broncos. What is the issue here? Just a bad game, or is there something else going on? Again, I got to say it's a little bit of both here, Ray Ray. We've seen Patrick Mahomes not look like himself this year, and Kelsey has been hurt. I don't know if there's issues elsewhere, but I feel there's got to be something out there. Something maybe that's not you know being let out, or I don't know, man. But in the end, I do think... They will be fine as long as they can keep Kelsey and Mahomes healthy. But again, here's the argument that I just said about Purdy. It's, if Mahomes goes down, can they do good without Mahomes in there? I don't think that you can argue and say they'll be as good. But right. can they do good? I think there's a possibility. We've already seen when Kelsey goes down, it ain't there. They are a completely different team. I think that you, I think you're, you know, some people are going to argue with me. But I feel like you got to say right now, based off what I've seen this year, Travis Kelsey is more important to the Chiefs than Patrick Mahomes. Well, you know, a quarterback does need weapons at the end of the day. I mean, all those guys are in the NFL, even your backup quarterbacks. But we know that your bond with teammates matters too, right? So the jokes at the beginning of the year where Patrick Mahomes could make touchdowns with the hot dog guy. Obviously that wasn't true as we watched Kadarius, Tony and other members forget how to catch, even though they're in the NFL. Like, are they, are they better than us? A hundred percent. They're there. We're not, but that connection may not be there either. So I can see the argument of where you're saying Kelts and Mahomes need to be together because they just have that, that connection, you know, like that's your boy that you're throwing to. It's not just your teammate. And which is a big difference. But I do agree that Kelsey is is the change. He is the playmaker. I'm not taking away from Patrick Mahomes. He actually does his thing and does very well at it. And I agree. I don't think they're necessarily in a system. But I do think that Kelsey brings another level. And it might be one of those where he is what helps bring Mahomes up to that level. Does that make I mean, you, you yeah, yeah. what I'm putting down? Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Either way, they're they're both great players, but I do think that if Mahomes gets hurt, they have a better chance of making it over if Kelsey's out for the season. Yeah, I think they definitely got to figure out something, man, because one week they'll come in and they'll beat a great team in the NFL, and then the next week they'll fall to the Broncos. So it's I I feel like the Broncos are probably third worst team in the league. I think you definitely got to say the Panthers the Cardinals, and then the Broncos. And y'all lost to them. And I'm not talking about Barry lost to them. Like, it wasn't like a last-minute field goal. You lost by double digits. So you didn't even score 10 points, and they scored over 20. So that's something to kind of be watched because right now you can afford to lose that. You're in the AFC. I don't think the AFC is as strong right now. I think they are a strong division, but they don't have the top team in the NFL, first off. So the Chiefs can afford to lose and still sit with home field advantage. But, you know, I, I think arguably right now, you've got to say 
the Eagles are probably the top team in the NFL. I don't understand how you can argue otherwise. They have the best record. But playoffs are one-week seasons, you know, so we'll see. Yep. The time will Next tell. Next week, oh, yeah, and, and, and I can't wait. I love watching the playoffs, man. Season hopes crushed. So in the Viking game in week eight, Kirk Cousins would go out with an Achilles injury, and uh, he's out for the rest of the season, man. This is no doubt a big blow to the Vikings, but they've been dealing with injuries all year and finding ways to kind of stay in the playoff hunt. We do wish Kurt Thuggins a speedy recovery, but I guess we'll have to see what Josh Dobbs can do now that he stepped in. We did see it last week, or excuse me, this this uh, past week. Yeah, we'll talk so, about that soon enough. Yeah, we'll talk about it and see if he can keep that thing going. So, shout out to Kurt Thuggins. Hope you get better, man. Yeah, you hate to see the injuries. You just hate to see the injuries regardless when they're season ending. Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to see anybody get injured, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how you provide. Yeah, a little turf toe here and all that. That is what it is. It's a part of it. But big blowouts, you just hate to see that crap. I mean, that could be life-changing injuries for some people. So, yeah, it's a little rough, man. So, final game from week eight, Ray Ray. Unfortunately, we got to talk about it. The game between the Falcons and the Titans. We've seen a quarterback swap for the Falcons. It was needed, but unfortunately, I feel like it was a little too late to kind of change the outcome of the game. Hey, look, man. I don't know what's up with Ritter. I don't know if he's... I don't know. I don't know, but, you know, he had uh, he had way too many turnovers, man. I think it was like seven turnovers in like ten quarters. Too yeah. many turnovers. Yeah. Yep. Can't do yeah. that. No, man. So, like, obviously he comes out. The Falcons are looking to see if Heineke, you know, if that's the change they need uh, to get him over the hurdle. Unfortunately, they did lose a key piece of their defense in that game as Grady Jarrett would tear, I believe it was his ACL, and uh, he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Mm. On the other side of the ball, Will Levis, I mean, he's got to be the future for the Titans, based on what we saw, I don't know if there's any arguing. But we'll see what you think. But I mean, when the last time—I mean, when's the last time anybody can remember the Titans throwing for that many passing touchdowns, that many yards, looking like a team that doesn't just run the ball, you know? And I know he struggled in his second start, you know, playing against the Steelers, but I don't know, man. I—I I, I feel like his start in Week Eight shows what he can do. But time will definitely tell how he progresses. Yeah, I mean, if you go based off of uh, how he played us or played the Falcons, he's got a bright future. And then that arm strength really got shown in that game. I don't know if you saw where he threw on his back foot or whatever it was. It just looked I've effortless in that ball. I've seen it all. He's getting his get back. I don't know yeah, I, there was yeah. a lot of people that I think, there was a lot of people, man, that kind of acted like he wasn't going to mount anything yeah no he's really i think he's out there to show everybody else that this is what you're missing out on yeah i didn't really have an opinion but i would have to say looking at it now uh i definitely think he i think it's probably cj stroud and then obviously it's a very short resume but i think he looks better than bryce young right now and it could just be the situation but yeah yeah that's true He's got better receivers than Bryce Young, so and a better running attack. Shoot, but, I feel bad for everybody that took D Hop off their their fantasy that week. Oh, dude, you know those people. They know those people. So, 
my man. Well, let me mm. let me go ahead and hit this week nine recap. Okay, so, you can tell us about week nine. Yeah. So speaking of the Titans, we got the Titans taking on the Steelers. This is a sophomore game for Will Levis. Would not go as well as the Steelers would win this one at twenty to sixteen. Dolphins at Chiefs, and this one is across the water in another country. Germany this is what they tell me. A third quarter fumble return for a touchdown would prove to be one too many touchdowns for the Dolphins to overcome as they would find themselves in hold 21-0 and eventually lose 21-14. Vikings at the Falcons. Josh Dobbs arrives in Minnesota and is thrust into the game due to an injury to their starting quarterback. But he would secure the win in a very close game, 31-28. Seahawks at the Ravens. The Ravens would put up 515 yards to the Seahawks' 151 this one would end like you would expect after hearing that stat line. Ravens win 37-3. to Let's talk about bad stat lines. Cardinals at the Browns. No Josh Dobbs, and the Cardinals will put up the worst total yardage I can honestly ever remember with only putting up 58 total yards. Browns win 27-0. to That sounds like a college stat line with a uh, Division II team going to play Georgia. Buccaneers at Texans. C.J. Stroud would show last week was no fluke as he would set the rookie record for most passing yards of 470 yards and throw five touchdowns in a shootout with the Bucks. Texans win 39 to 37. Browns and Saints. Excuse me. Bears at Saints. The Bears can't expect to win a game when they turn the ball over five times. Even with that, the final score was close. Saints win 24 to 17. Rams at Packers. No Matthew Stafford this week, and the Rams will play horribly. We'll see what Carson Wentz can do for him now. They picked him up today. Packers win 20-3. Commanders at Patriots, big fourth quarter push by the Commanders to get this win as they double their points. And the, with the last-minute field goal being the deciding factor, Commanders win 20-17. to Colts at Panthers. Last week was a fluke for the Panthers as they are back to their old ways, losing. 27 to 13 to the Colts. Giants at Raiders, no head coach. And now they got this interim head coach. Apparently that's all they needed. Raiders look like a brand new team and win 30 to 6. Cowboys at Eagles. With a chance to win late, the Cowboys would do the most cowboy thing they could, going backwards in the red zone and then fumbling to lose the game with five seconds left. Eagles win 28 to 23. Bills at the Bengals. The Bengals look like they are back as they knock off a struggling Bills team and win 24-18. to And finally, Monday night, seeing the Chargers going to play the Jets, Keenan Allen breaks 10,000 receiving yards in his career, and the Chargers win the game 27-6, to Ray Ray. That closed out Week 9, so let's get to them headlines. First off, I got C.J. Stroud, man. He looked amazing against the Bucks. We got to talk about it. It's probably the biggest thing about this week. I feel it's safe to say that he is probably going to be rookie of the year on offense. The Texans put up 364 yards in the second half. And I know we said that they need a lot of fixing, you know, that they had a lot of holes. I'm honestly starting to think or like rethink that thought process that we had, you know, just what, seven months ago, eight months ago, whatever it was. This has been a huge turnaround this year for this team who looked absolutely horrible last year. C.J. Stroud also becomes the only rookie in NFL history to record 400-plus passing yards 
four passing touchdowns and zero INTs in the game. Yeah, so it's going to be hard to disagree with you on him being rookie of the year because as soon as we start seeing him break records, how do you argue that that can't be the guy? Especially, you know, how are you going to put up 400-plus passing yards and four passing TDs? And that almost be an average thing for you, right? Because I think he's throwing 250 at a minimum every game. It's pretty high, it's, man. And not only that, pretty, he's got yeah. very few turnovers. Yeah. It's, it's easily, at this point, you could say out of the whole draft class, offense and defense, that was the guy. That was the diamond in the rough. That was the best player to come from the draft class. And he has 100% helped out the Texans organization. I, I can't really disagree with you on they may not have as much rebuilding as we thought. Yeah, I mean, just think, dude, if they could get somebody like Marvin Harrison Jr. and he's throwing to him. Godly. Yeah, they get I one mean, one weapon. One yeah, I mean, good name weapon. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Because I, I mean, can't tell you a single one. Tank, no, where, who is, who, is it Tank Dell? Is that the one that plays for them? No They idea. don't got, does, does Will Fuller still play for them? I mean, I don't know any of the receivers, to be honest, off the top of my head. I'd have to sit and look at them up, man. I, mean, I have not a clue. The other crazy thing, I know this isn't them, but it's Texans related, is I haven't really heard anything about Will Anderson the whole, uh, whole season. You know, now I think about it, I have not either. Maybe he's just been overshadowed. Could be. Well, let's uh let's go to the next team, next dude that overshadowed another team. So Josh Dobbs came in to face the number six defense in the league. Seven days prior he was on a different team. Uh when he stepped on the field for the Minnesota Vikings to play the Atlanta Falcons, he didn't know most of his teammates' full names. He had never took a snap from the starting center. He didn't even know the playbook. He said all that was for next week. <laughs> until he found himself on the field. The Falcons' defense did get a safety against Dobbs and forced two fumbles. But, honestly, man, the Falcons' offense, I think Arthur Smith was hoping with Heineke they could take the next step, and they didn't. They stalled out in field goal range multiple times. In the end, Dobbs will get the job done in a game that makes me kind of remember last year's game with Baker Mayfield and the Rams, how he came in, what was it, the day before? And then went on to win the game. So, yeah. Hey, Kudos to Josh Dobbs, man. The Falcons losing Grady Jarrett is proven to be a very big strike because I don't think that that we would be having this conversation right now without him. So, man, I don't, I don't know. We're the team to just come in and do do things on. It seems like in recent history, we just like to make everybody else have a feel good story. Yeah, we definitely give them that. Well. Next, we got uh, the Raiders, and basically the Raiders said, new coach, who dis? Antonio Pierce would pump up his team, and uh, there was talks that they said they would run through a brick wall for this man, or maybe just run through the New York Giants, but either way, O'Connell gets his second start, and no turnovers, no sacks, and great accuracy. The guy looked great. Is this the new look for the Raiders, or was this just a good win against a bad team? I guess time will tell, Ray Ray, but for now, my only thing I can say is enjoy those cigars, Raiders. So, I mean, sometimes cleaning out the closet or whatever you want to call it will do good for a team. 
But I do know I saw today for, about the head coach. They asked him a question of uh, he had the practice squad dressed out and on the sideline, and they asked him why he did that. And he said, as far as I'm concerned, he goes, they're still Raiders. They still wear the same colors we do. They still practice. They still put their blood, their sweat, their tears into this game, and they help our guys be better. So why wouldn't they be on the sideline? And he said, and hopefully one day they'll get to be on the main roster, even if it's not for us. That Yeah, that I mean, that's the thing. When you say stuff like that, dude, yeah. you're going to have people ready to you know run through walls for you. Yeah. So, so it is it could be an exciting time there in Vegas now. Well maybe uh yeah, maybe Devontae Adams doesn't want to leave in the off season now. Yeah, poor we'll man. Kind of <laughs> we'll kinda of see how this plays out for him, man. So Well, final man, my final little talking topic has to be the Dallas Cowboys and how they are their own worst enemies. I watched them shoot themselves in the foot over and over in this game, my man. With a chance to win it late, it was just penalty after penalty. And then they kind of just pretty much sealed the deal when they fumbled. It was like they didn't want to win. And, you know, the other thing that can be talked to, man, is on the other side of the ball, right, the Eagles. They aren't looking amazing every week. But they are looking good enough, you know, to kind of play slightly better than the team that's playing on the other side of the ball against them. And they've done that every week this year, except for one. So they don't do, they don't kind of win the same way each week. You know, they seem to be getting the same results, though, and that's the dubs. Are they Super Bowl bound or are they just not really faced a team that's in prime form? I mean, as of now, dude, I don't think you can count them out. I think you arguably have to say they're the top team in the league, they have the best record. And I'm I'm big on head-to-head matchups and best teams and, rec- and best records uh, because Bill Parcells said it the best. Uh, we are what our record says we are. So right now, they had the best record. So I feel like they got to be the best team in the NFL. I mean, I, I don't feel like you can really got much leg to stand on. What's your thoughts on uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles, man? So, I mean, it is the NFL. At the end of the day, these are, the again, the top 1% of what they do. It doesn't matter the team. As my dad has always said, NFL stands for not for long. That can mean you're not the best team for long. You're not going to be playing for long or anything of that sort. And I think the same is to be said as you can't be your most proficient for long either, meaning the Eagles are going to struggle. Your top team is going to struggle. Whoever it's going to be is going to struggle and some other team who was struggling is going to play their butts off and have their best game ever. So it's hard to you know say, well, they're in good form or bad form. No, again, these are guys that their whole life is dedicated to playing football. It's not like you're going to have a bad team. You know, they can be teams comparatively bad, but all these guys again are in there for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I can't really, and I can't disagree. The records show, you know, let the records show. The facts are the facts. You're eight and one. You're the best team in the league. That's just what's the point of having a win loss if I'm gonna say the team that's four and four is better than you, or a team that's five and three is better than you, or whatever you know, five and four. If you're eight and one, you're eight and one. You're the top of the leaderboard. It's as simple as that. You're the best team until someone is either tied with you, and then we can debate and argue about the team who's recordly tied with you, or until you get surpassed. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Ray Ray, 
because before we go into our week 10 uh, thoughts here and predictions, I have to throw this out, man, I, I, because I've seen it. And again, kind of the way I was with the LeBron James story, I was just taken back. Like, you've got to be kidding me. So ESPN came out with their analytics FPI ranking. Now, for many people out there, they're going to ask, what is the FPI ranking? So that stands for Football Power Index. It's a predictive rating system that was developed by ESPN. So, you know, take it how you want to take it. Uh, It measures the team strength and they kind of use it to forecast game and season results. So right now, and I had to double check it because I was like, okay, maybe they meant who they thought was going to be at the beginning of the year. But no, it says in the post that these are the best teams in the NFL right now. So after nine weeks in the NFL, here is ESPN Analytics FPI rankings. Number one, Kansas City Chiefs. Number two, Baltimore Ravens. Number three, Buffalo Bills. Number four, San Francisco 49ers. Number five, Miami Dolphins. Number six, Dallas Cowboys. Seven, Philadelphia Eagles. Eight, Los Angeles Chargers. Nine, Cincinnati Bengals. And number 10, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Can we we agree this list is garbage, man? You know, without seeing all the records in front of me, I can definitely just say it's garbage based on putting the Eagles at seven. If you wanted to make any kind of argument, it's at least number two. If you wanted to make an argument, you could do that. I so just let me s- let me go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm no, just no. excited go to go talk ahead. about how know, bad this is. I know is. you are. You go ahead and throw it out. I'm just okay. First off, the Eagles beat the Dallas Cowboys. How are the Dallas Cowboys ranked right now? They just beat them. Uh, this is they, fresh. This them isn't. Bo- this is boys. Them boys, exactly. Them this boys. is fresh, man. This didn't just happen, or like, happened at the beginning of the year. This is brand new. Your ranking just came out. And they got the Cal- Dallas Cowboys ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles. They also had, again, like you said, the team with the best record, number seven, the seventh best team in the NFL right now. They have the best record. Also, the Chargers are right behind the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the argument can be made that maybe there's a big a big old gap. Uh, maybe there's like a, 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 you know, a, a big, you know, a big void between number seven and number eight. I'm going to say probably not. But here's the thing, man. The Chargers have not beaten a team this year that has a winning record. And they only have four wins. Philadelphia Eagles have eight. The Bills are also a subpar team as well. Yet they're ranked number three. I feel like if I'm ranking top five right now, you got to put Philadelphia number one. My opinion, uh, you're going to probably put, and this is a close one, number two and number three, but I'm going to put, I'm going to give Miami the edge at number two, mm-hmm. Baltimore Ravens number okay. three, Kansas City Chiefs number four. Uh-huh. And this one's hard for me because one of them has a better record. But the other team is playing better right now. But because of the record thing, I'm going to go ahead and get the edge, but it's going to be close. Number five to me has to be the Dallas Cowboys. Who, who are they on edge with? Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Cincinnati has been on a win streak, and I had to look it up. They're either, I think. I told you Joe I want to say they're going to shake it off eventually. 
Yeah, I want to say they lost their first three games, and now they're five and three or something. Uh, they've been on a winning streak. I know they've won uh, pretty much, if not all, of their games recently. They are five so, and three. Yeah, so they started out zero and three. So and no love five and three. No love for the six and two Lions. Ooh, I cannot believe I left them out. Or no love for the six and two Jags. I think you're gonna. Ooh, Jags, man. The Jags see, have beat I can, up on some people. I, I, I can think, see where I, the arguments come in over your wins. Because, I mean, if, you, I if, think, if your wins are ahead. over the Panthers and the Bears, how does that really stack up against your win being over someone like the Bengals or your win being over somebody like the Ravens? Who yeah, who so, had wins over the Bears and Panthers? You going to tell me the Lions? Uh, I guess everybody. No, I'm just saying. That's just the first <laughs> ones when I looked at it. Uh, yeah, I, I think oh, I forgot. I mean, the Lions. I forgot all about them. Yeah, I'd probably give. Uh, yeah, the yeah because you see what I'm saying. I can see where arguments come in because qualities of win matters too. I mean, if you're beating up on a 0 and six team versus you beat I, up on the six and 0 team, I'm gonna give it to the Lions, man. I'm gonna give number five then to the Lions because the Lions came in and they have. I mean, I can just think what they did to the Falcons. They came in and demolished the Falcons, and the Falcons are a top ten defense this year, and they manhandled us. Um, yeah, you know, Lions. They, 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 last five games, win, loss, win, win, win. Raiders twenty six fourteen lost to Baltimore thirty eight six Tampa Bay twenty to six Carolina forty two twenty four Green Bay thirty four twenty. Yeah. So again, I said Baltimore was in front of them. So yeah, that fits my argument there. Yeah, I'd say Lions are definitely number five. Then yeah, I I, for, I for completely forgot about them. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't even know the Jags were six or were yeah. What did you say? Six and what? There's six and two. Should, should be six and two. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know they were up there. That I thought they were like five and three, four and four, five and four, something like that. No, so, I told wow. you, man, you can't be counting out sunshine. That boy is okay. he's coming into it. That yeah, Waffle House he's... powers him. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I think next week then we owe we owe the listeners our uh, our top ten picks at uh, at week ten then. After 10, 10 games, you know, with the, with the season coming to an end, I think we owe the listeners our, our our basically a little late, but our mid-season power rankings. What do you think? Yeah, no, that's fair. I'll, I'll have to doodle me up a list and give you some arguments on why. Will you doodle that up? Sunshine better not be number one. That's all I'm saying. So, but uh, No, no. <laughs> I know you love you some sunshine, though. Three at best. Oh my god. No. Well, let's we'll uh, let's out. let's roll into week 10 preview then, man. So, we're going to just roll right through this. So, first game Panthers at Bears. It's the battle of two bad teams, but the Bears they gave the Saints a run for their money last week with this in mind. The Panthers are still not as good as the Saints. Bears win this one. Who do you have running this one, Ray Ray? Uh, it's got to be anybody but the Saints, but unfortunately, how do I pull for the Bears? Well, the Bears are playing the Panthers, not the Saints. So, uh, well, there you go. Then let me. F- Panthers and Bears. Hello, I'm back. I'm back. I was mis- huh. I read the wrong thing. Hello. Yeah. No. Uh, Bears are going to win this one. It's, it's battle of the 
the trash cans. But I think the better trash can is the Bears. It's like a 55-gallon one versus your kitchen 10-gallon one. Jesus. Colts at the Patriots. Which one wins this one, Ray? Mm. There's another battle of the trash cans. I want to pull for the horseshoe, man. I mean, I just I just want to pull for the the team that's I think struggling more right now. And then after all those years of Belichick being on top, I like watching him waller and, and not be anymore. Okay. Well, I got the Patriots winning this one. I just think the Colts defense is going to be the deciding factor, and I think they are going to struggle. So Patriots win, in my opinion. Well, that's fair. Falcons, Falcons at the Cardinals. Cardinals are a horrible team. I don't care if Kyler Murray plays. I don't care who plays quarterback. They are bad. Falcons are giving Heineke the reins this week. With that being said, Falcons go on the road and win. Who do you got? I don't know, man. I'm scared at this point with the with the way we've lost these past two games. Cardinals might just – Carson Wentz might come in and be like, y'all remember that MVP season I had? It'd be crazy if I relived it against the Falcons for this one game. I could see it. That being said, I'll still go with the Falcons. I count on Carson Wentz getting hurt. I count on Carson Wentz not having an MVP season. Next, we got Texans at the Bengals. Who you got? Ah, uh, shoot. It's hard to say with CJ Stroud coming off of that. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go opposite. I'm gonna say Texans in that streak from the Bengals. Ooh, okay. Well, uh, I'm gonna tell you that I don't think anybody's going to shut down Joe Cool right now. Joe Burrow is cruising. So, with that being said, I understand C.J. Stroud is a monster, but Bengals win. Next, we got Packers at the Steelers. Packers are not good this year. Steelers offensively are not good this year, but their defense is crushing it. So, I think that's going to be the deciding factor. Steelers win this one and maybe even score two touchdowns this game. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with that one. Okay. Steelers. All right, next we got Titans at Bucks. Who you got? Man, so you got to go against that's Titans. I got to go against the Buccaneers. I think real Will Levis is coming to his. Like I said, he's he's not writing back either. He took a page from Geno Smith. He's gonna get in there and he's gonna show everybody he shouldn't have passed up. <laughs> I'm gonna think. I, I I gotta think Will Levis bounces back after last week. I don't think the Buccaneers defense is gonna put the pressure on him. And so, I mean, he did torch the Falcons defense, and I think they are better than the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks can stop. Yeah, yeah, they can't yeah. stop D Hop. Yeah. Who's the, who's the corner for the Bucks right now? Exactly. Okay, but you also so can't Titans count. A, you can't count a guy to have a great game every single time. You can't just go out there no. and drop four dimes and expect him to keep doing it the next game. Yeah, I mean that's he's not CJ Shroud. So next we got uh <laughs> we got the Browns at the Ravens. Uh, Ravens man, battle of two great defenses right now. Arguably the best defenses in the league. But I think the Ravens do have a better defense. I think the Browns' offensive mm-hmm. ranking still pending. So Yeah, Browns have a lot of offensive holes. So you got the Ravens or the Browns then? Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the Birds. Okay. Yeah. Next we got 49ers at Jags. This is your chance to go with your boy Sunshine. Who you got? Ha, yeah, I'm going to continue with some Sunshine. Okay, very well then. Well, I don't think my man Brock Purdy is going to continue to struggle. They also just picked up Chase Young on the defense. Mm. Uh, so, with that being said, this is a hard pick, but I'm going to go 49ers. Okay, I forget, we're we, getting close to the end of uh, free agents for trade deadline, aren't we? 
done. That happened last week. Sir. Yeah, so all, all the good stuff already happened. I forget how you get all these wild trades right here at the end. Yeah, there was a there was quite a few uh, sweat from the Washington Com- Commanders, Commanders and Chase Young both left. Commanders, so, goodbye. You're done. Yep. There was there was a few trades that was like, oh, okay. So next we got a uh, Saints at the Vikings. Josh Dobbs came in and shined last week. It's hard to say, you know, if he's going to be able to capture lightning in a bottle. But well. I don't think you can actually kind of. I mean, it's hard to count against the dude right now yeah. because he has showed flashes of greatness this year. So with that, I'm going to say Josh Dobbs gets a win uh, with his third team of the season. Vikings well, win. If he wants to make it up to the Falcons, the best thing he could do is beat another team in our division. I'm going to give it to the Vikings. All right. Then we got Lions at the Chargers. Who you got? Like we just talked about, the Lions are a 6-2 team. They might have had some wins against not-so-quality teams. But at the end of the day, I'd rather bank on the Lions but over the Chargers. The Chargers just seem like they're they're struggling, man. I don't, I don't really know if uh, Herbo is really all that in a bag of chips or if he's hurt, if he's got something going on or not. I mean, well, I've seen, like... seen a stat, man, that said that he was – he had the most losses by a starting QB since he entered the NFL. So there's that to think about. Yep. So with that being said, they haven't beat a winning team this year, so Lions win this one. Giants at Cowboys. The Giants did lose Danny Dines, but let's be honest, man, they look bad with him. They look bad without him. Cowboys lost a close one. Yep. And they're not going to lose another close one like this, especially to the Giants, so Cowboys win. You know, the only issue is... uh... Danny Dimes being gone, the Giants might do better. You got the Giants? Hell no, the Cowboys still winning this. What you talking about? <laughs> Commanders at Seahawks, who you got? Well, the Commanders losing that defense. Like I just said, the Seahawks, it's Geno. I mean, the Commanders, I don't know what they're going to do. I guess they're rebuilding again. They're going to have to refigure out the trenches. Uh, they're going to have to do something. Uh, the Hawks had an ugly loss last week, but they're not going to lose again this week, especially with a defensive line that now just lost two of arguably the top off or defensive linemen in the NFL. So uh, Seahawks bounce back this week. Next I we got, uh, y'all, y'all. Next we got Jets at the Raiders. Raiders have been reborn. The Jets need to be reborn at the QB position. So with that being said, Raiders win this one. Yeah, I think Raiders are riding high right now between the swaps and, and coming off of a win. So... Okay, well, then uh, that brings us to Monday Night Football. Broncos at Bills. Who do you have, Ray Ray? Uh, We're going to ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Oh, man. Oh, man. Nope, Sean Payton's going to lose. Bills win. I know. Hey, man, it's it's a catch-22 no matter what you do with them. Yeah, and I have to put it out there, too, because I forgot. But... um, you beat me last in our last prediction by one. It was a ten and five to nine and six. So congratulations, you got me last week. Or I just do. I do want it on record that my uh, celebrity guest picker caused me to not win it by two games because I did want to go with the Chargers, but he picked the Bears. So yeah, Ryan, I am throwing you under the bus. Yeah. Well, with you, that being you said. Know, 
You know that was a bad pick when he said W. You know that was a, he only picked it because we were in Chicago, and I guess he felt like he had to because it was everywhere. It was on the beer. It was on the signs. It was on buildings. It was everywhere. Dude, they love them some bears. I picked the bears too, so whatever. Um, well that 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 ends this uh this talk about the NFL. So if you're ready, River, you can take it away for college football recap. Man, I'm going to. Considering how much time we've ran already, I got it short and sweet for you, Ooh. and we're gonna we're gonna try to get through this and cruise through. So throwing it back to what was it, week nine? Because it's a week ahead of NFL. Yeah, I think right about yeah, there. Yep, yep. Somewhere. All right, so we got UGA. They would go down and they would meet the Gators in that neutral territory. But honestly, John, I thought this would be a tighter game than it was. Florida come out of the gate swinging. And then from there, they would fizzle out. Uh, that first drive looked good. They went up 7-0. to zero. Mm-hmm. But then they're not going to score again until garbage time, as you say. They didn't get to put any more points on the board till the 12-29 mark in the fourth quarter, where they'd finally be 36-13. Mm. They would not score again until one minute left and lose 43-20. to 20. So that's one of those games where eh, we can make the argument is really 43-13. And then they, they score in the last minute. So Georgia does prove they do not need Brock Bowers to win. Lad McCockney came in, showed that just because you're a two-star recruit doesn't mean you can't be a winner, and that Georgia might know how to develop tight ends as they have Oscar Delp coming in and making a difference as well. Got a few uh, upsets going a little off script of what we talked about. Unranked Kansas would come in, and they would hand Oklahoma its first L. These two teams, when you look at on the board, were in a shootout going back and forth the entire time until right when the clock was under a minute left, Kansas would find themselves in the end zone, walking away with a W, 38-33. Oregon takes on Utah, and uh, they gave them absolutely no chance, as I would consider this a blown-away game as Oregon would win 35-6. to Arizona. 35-6. Wow, yeah. Arizona's become that fun team for me to watch now. Just because I agree. Ever, since, ever since that USC game, I feel like they've had a chip on their shoulder. They're just out here to put and hurt everybody. They go <laughs> in and they... Everybody's feelings. Yeah, hey, we're here to hurt everyone. They go in and, unlike Oregon, Oregon State would fall to Arizona in an upset of 27-24. to I'm not kidding you. I am positive Arizona is like USC will not happen again. We will win close games. <laughs> and as I double-checked all these games, I realized we must have been in the week of upsets because Georgia Tech was tired of letting their fans down with all their losses. So this week they decided, hey, what better than to beat an in-conference team? North Carolina, hey, they're ranked. We're unranked. Let's get out there. Let's win. And they would 46-42. to Shootout. Oh, yeah. Well, when you look at it, it wasn't until the fourth quarter Georgia Tech decided, hey, let's play some foosball. They found out <laughs> it was like 22-8 to eight in the fourth quarter. Ooh. Louisville Man. does tell Duke, in fact, be quiet, sit down, and know your place, as they would win 23-0, to zero, not allowing Duke to even get on the board. Sorry I picked Duke. Yeah. Well... I had to throw it out there just because we've talked about them enough as is, and it has been funny to kind of watch what's going on. It's not an upset. It almost was. But USC barely beats Cal 50-49. to So, 
So now that wraps up the last week or the week prior. This last week gave me about a heart attack. And just so you know and everyone listening, all these ranks, they're not from ESPN. It's not the AP Power or whatever, like based on how they're performing. This is the college football. These are the, the rankings that actually matter. This determines where you go. So number one, UGA would win 30-21 to 21 over Missouri, but it was not in top team fashion. But don't let the score distract you, though, because number 16, Missouri, had taken only one loss to this point, and that was to LSU back in week seven. Peyton Woodring, the kicker, who I don't know if you remember me telling you, John, has got big shoes to fill, and he'd been struggling at the beginning of the year. He would come in, and he would finally show, hey, in fact, I am at a D1 I do need to make this happen, and his leg got put to the test as he would have a hat trick of field goals, ultimately being the difference for Georgia, as they would win by nine points. But it'd be wrong of me to not mention some love for the big men down in the trenches. I don't know if you saw it, but the defensive tackle for Georgia, Nazir Stackhouse, would rise up and get big and would intercept the football. But... Unfortunately, we get tackled five yards away from the end zone. <laughs> hey, I, I don't care who you are. You see them big man make picks, and just like you can see the excitement in their run as they just try to get down that field. Rumble, big man, rumble. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Number five, Washington would go and play USC. That's right. USC is not ranked according to the the CFB ranking. They would go blow for blow, but ultimately Caleb Williams would go home crying as he holds his third L of the season. Washington would win 52-42. Number seven, Texas would make it out by the skin of their horns as they fend off K-State in a 33-30 victory. Just barely, barely winning that one. That game could have went anywhere, and it ended with a sack. It was very anticlimactic, honestly. (laughs) Number 8, Alabama manages to get the hat trick of cat pelts as they dismantle number 18, LSU, in a 42-28 victory. If we've learned anything now, you can't count out saving. Because this was supposed to be a they don't have a quarterback, they can't do it, what's going to happen kind of year. You're 8-1. and one. If that's a bad year for you, that says something, because that's a lot of teams would do a lot for that. Finishing out last week, though, we do have two more upsets. Arizona would come in and play number 19 in the power ranking per ESPN, UCLA, and win 27-10. to So it's not a actual college playoff ranking, but it's still fun to look at. And Army may not be good, but they're still good enough to spoil Air Force as they would route them 23-3. to Yeah. So... They had to make sure they shut them birds down. I'm okay with that. So shifting into this coming week, a few predictions that I have. And again, I'll try to keep these nice, short, and packed for you. So again, all these rankings are from the, they're not from ESPN. So you might be like, you're wrong. But if you go Google the college football power rankings, that's where they come from. So number two, Michigan will take on number nine, Penn State. And at the end of the day, Michigan wants that chip more than the Lions, and the Lions are one of those teams. They're just real good at letting you down at some point in the season. This is that time. And J.J. McCarthy, if you don't remember, at the end of last season said, I will be back, and I will win me a championship. 
We're this far into the end of the season. I don't think anything's going to be stopping him in the regular season. So, unfortunately, go Big Blue. Winners, that one's for you. Then, I was talking to a Seminoles fan, and he told me, you need to be on the watch out for this Florida State-Miami game because the hate Mm -hmm. is so real between these two Florida teams that Miami could have absolutely no wins, and they will still find a way to spoil it for FSU. So for the sake of Tyler and for that co-worker, I'm going to pull for Florida State, and they'll walk away with a W. Almost there, John. Number 13, Utah will take on number 5, Washington. (laughs) Honestly, I got no idea where this one could go. I talked to somebody who went to Utah, actually graduated from Utah, and they said they'll just let you down sooner or later, and we're at that point in the season. So it's pretty depressing when you have fans like, it's been too good for too long, it's coming. So based on the eyewitness, yeah, right. So based on this eyewitness account, I guess I'll I'll give it to Washington. (laughs) Like you, you know, pain, you know it's coming. Mm. Number fourteen, Tennessee will take on number sixteen, Missouri. The reason why I think this is a very interesting game is both of these teams are seven and two. They're both in the East. Who are they both behind? Georgia. Missouri has absolutely nothing to gain from it at this point except for trying to keep Tennessee from that number two spot. Missouri already has a loss. Tennessee has everything to gain because if they can win this game, play Georgia, and win that game, where do they get to go? SEC Championship. So based off of that, I think, as much as it hurts, Tennessee will win it. But, heck, I'm pulling for Missouri to come out on this one. Hmm, Number one, UGA. It's the last game of the week for me. Once again, we'll go into the Crucible, and we'll be tested by number 10, Old Miss, as we play them in between the hedges. Old Miss has proven to be battle-hardened, and uh, I talked with a UGA alum today, though, as well. I know it's crazy. I just happened to ha- run into a few people. It sounds like I'm bullcrapping at this point, but I promise you, I know people that went places. And he told me, and this is a, gr- <laughs> this is a good one, don't worry too much about them. They're not relevant enough for me to even have a meme on them. And I was like, what does that mean? He goes, well, if you don't have a meme, they're just not worthwhile to even talk about. This was a 40-year-old alum. It's pretty great. So that being said, Georgia better win. Otherwise, I'm going to go back and cut this part out. But once again, UGA will need those of like Ladd McCockney and Oscar Delp to step up. And as long as Carson Beck continues to get better and better, I think we'll have no issue Old Miss did struggle against Texas A&M, who also had key players out. They barely squeaked out. I think it was a three-point win. So as we know, at the end of the day, the dogs will be on top. That it? That's it. No more. All right. All right. Well, I have to say I do agree with Michigan over Penn State. I do agree with FSU over Miami, though this game traditionally is a battle. I do agree with uh, Washington over Utah. I disagree with Tennessee over Missouri. I think Mizzou comes out here and upsets Tennessee. Oh, yeah, no, I said that. I hope Mizzou. I said go Mizzou at the end. I know. I said you, I know you said uh, oh, you, yeah. you think Tennessee is going to win, but you're pulling from Missouri. Correct, yeah. They got, I a, think, they got more to play for. I think Missouri does win, um, and I think UGA does beat Ole Miss. But... My other games that I put, and I have the college football rankings behind beside them, so obviously the number's going to line up a little differently. But number eight, Alabama versus Kentucky. 
Kentucky's unranked. Uh, they did get smacked by y'all, but Bama seems to be kind of getting the swing of things and figuring it out, but Kentucky's good for some upsets throughout the years. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give the upset alert and say Kentucky gives oh, it to Bama. And I, hope this, I hope this ages well. Next, we got Arizona. I know your favorite team to watch right now taking on Colorado. And the only reason I throw this in there is because everybody was on the hype train for how great Colorado was. Don't get me wrong. I love the way that Deion Sanders is, you know, teaching these kids and working with them. At least I assume he's doing the same thing. Although now that I think about it, I haven't seen much like I've seen when he was at Jackson State where he was talking about all these things he's teaching mm-hmm. these, you know, these people. I ain't seen it, so mm-hmm. you know, I have heard that I have seen the way he behaves, but I haven't seen all this other stuff. So I'm still gonna say that uh I do like the way he is coaching that program. But uh, Arizona is going to beat Colorado. Colorado is not it. And I I do not like the fact that he tries to put all the blame on the offensive line. I think it's more than just the offensive line that is costing Arizona to lose. Um, Costing Colorado. Yeah, my bad. Costing Colorado to lose. Uh, And then I also have unranked Florida going Mm -hmm. to take on LSU, number 19 in the college football rankings. And I got another upset alert here. Florida has had flashes of greatness throughout the season. And then they have games where you're like, what is going on? But I can say the same thing for LSU. Yep. So I think this week we're going to see an LSU collapse and greatness by Florida. Hmm. So I got Florida winning this one. And then uh, I also have Duke going to take on number 24, North Carolina. These two, obviously, they have a heated rivalry in the basketball world. I think it translates probably fairly well into the football world as well. But yeah, I think North Carolina athletes. It's got to be, you know, what I mean, nothing mm-hmm. else. There's got to be hatred between them, you know. Oh yeah, there's some. And and I, I definitely think North Carolina wins this one though. And then we got to talk about this one. Unranked USC taking mm-hmm. on number six Oregon. I think Oregon just walks through. I think USC is a defeated team at this point. USC is going to get their fourth loss of the season. And mm. uh, I think we're going to look at it and be like, man, Dang. maybe coming back, Caleb Williams, maybe that's not the smartest decision after this season. Maybe you do walk away because, I mean, you're having shootout games. And, yes, I would say you're a great football player, but you're not. You're one man. Yep. You, can't, you can't expect to put up 40, 50, 60 points every game. So... I think Oregon wins this one as well. And those are the, those are my thoughts on the games. Obviously, I have a lot more that I'm interested in seeing and a couple upsets in there, but that's my thoughts, man. All right, so, Gordon, it's a good week for college football. It's a very good week for college football. I'm excited. Of, good thing I got my room set up with my three TVs so I can watch them all. There's a lot of ranked teams playing. There's going to be a lot of heartbreak somewhere. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So... Got any uh, got any big headlines from the college football world before we roll into the MLB? Uh, well, I mean, just the fact that Tennessee better watch out next week as Brock Bowers is supposed to be cleared to come back and play. But other than oh. that... Do y'all play next week? Yeah, it's supposed to be Tennessee next week and then Georgia Tech after that. So we'll go play Ole Miss this coming week. The week after should be Tennessee and the week after that should be Georgia Tech. If y'all have Brock back... Tennessee stands no chance. I I would have to agree. 
especially with Oscar Delps already developed. So now we know we can have that two tight end attack. Yeah, it's just going to be a nasty team. Uh, well, let's roll into the MLB playoffs then. They are done. Obviously, the World Series has ended. And unless you've been under a rock, you obviously know who wins it. That's possible. Possibly. But let's go ahead and talk about how the World Series kind of played out, man. Uh, mm-hmm. So in case you missed it and just caught, hey, who won? Let's tell you how we got here. So obviously it was the uh, the Texas Rangers playing the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I had Arizona win it. I don't remember who you picked, but I wanted Arizona to win it. And I thought it was going to go game seven. I think I picked Arizona not. as well. Yeah. Uh, we were both wrong, and it didn't go Game 7. So, Game 1 would go extra innings after the Rangers tied the game in the bottom of the ninth. And they were down, I believe, 3-5 to five going into the ninth. So, kind of wild. Well, they would go, like I said, extra innings, and then they would hit the walk-off home run to win the game in the bottom of the left, or the 11th. So, they would take the series, obviously, into the lead, one to nothing. Game 2... Game one was barely decided, and and you could say it was just luck for the Rangers if you want. The Diamondbacks were obviously going to come in and show you it was just luck. They would bounce back, and they would show you, hey, game one's fluke. They would dismantle the Rangers 9-1. So then we roll into game three. And this game would be low scoring compared to game one and game two. The Rangers will put up three runs in the third, and that would prove to be enough to win this game as they would win 3-1 to one and then take a 2-1 to one series lead. Game four, we would see the high-scoring affair return, and at the end of the third, man, the Rangers were leading 10 to nothing. I was walking through my neighborhood trick-or-treating with my kids, and uh, these people had a TV out on their truck so everybody could watch it. That's they, the real you know, ones. Yeah, man, as they were walking through. And I walk up and was like, whoa. And they were like, yeah, man. I was like, well, glad I didn't try to watch this game tonight. So, but the Diamondbacks would put up a good amount of runs in the 8th and the ninth. Although, honestly, man, it was too little, too late, as the Rangers would win this 11-7. to So, obviously, they're leading 3-1 to at this point. So, we go into Game 5. It would be scoreless after six innings, with the Rangers finally getting on the board in the seventh. Going into the ninth, it was one to zero. The Rangers obviously leading off in the top of the ninth, and uh, that's where they would put up their runs, man. They would put up four more runs to take a five to nothing lead into the bottom of the ninth, and they would close it out and win five to nothing. And win the World Series three to one. So great, great thing for the Rangers, man. I mean, they won their first championship in franchise history. And a little side note: sorry, Falcons fans, but now the Falcons are the oldest American sports franchise without a championship. We could have fixed that back in 2016, but we decided not to. We could have fixed that a few times. It's okay. We'll cry about it again this year because it's not happening this year. Nope. No, we're going to carry this one for a while. So, yeah, man, that was a... I, I honestly, I don't know how much you called it the World Series, but I thought it was pretty good. Huh, I told you, I, I'm with my friend Scott. When Atlanta's done, I'm done. Baseball's over for the year. 
<laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that pretty much recaps. I don't have anything too crazy. Oh, you know what? I do have something kind of crazy. I don't know if you've seen her or not. Um, and I cannot remember for the life of me who he just signed with. But remember, do you remember Martavius Bryant? Vaguely. Wide receiver, he played for a few teams, but he was suspended for like substance abuse or yeah. something like that. He was suspended kind of like uh, Josh Gordon was by the NFL for four years. Well, it was just uh, it was just revoked to I believe today, but it was just revoked and he was just picked up and signed. By the Dallas Cowboys. Who'd they cut? I don't know. It says that he hasn't played uh, since he last played for the Raiders in 2018. He had wow. 17 touchdowns, 2,183 receiving yards, and 44 career games. So, you know, that's he, a, he's... That's a big chance. Yeah, not a stud, but, I mean, you probably got him on a low contract, you know? Hey, man's probably just happy to get back in the league. I mean, I'm sure. If nothing else plays... Some football may make a fat paycheck, like, mm -hmm. you know, so, well, all right, man, well, uh, we are at that time, do you have me a fact of the week? Uh, I do, do you happen to know how the huddle came about in football? Mm, nope. Deaf quarterback, Paul Hubbard, was the first to use the round formation huddle and football to ensure that his teammates could interpret his hand gestures. Hmm. That's awesome. So he really just sent... I'm pretty sure he didn't want the other team stealing his signs, too, though. So he was afraid that Harbaugh was actually off to the side and alive back then to take his signs. That who? Harbaugh. You didn't see the Harbaugh? I don't know how to say their last name. I hate that last name. The, oh. Michigan, <laughs> the Michigan coach. I didn't see that. That's wild. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that some that that'll resonate with somebody. Tyler understands. Tyler, just message me in the Discord when you hear that one with a LOL or something. <laughs> well, um, I got a uh, I got a couple facts, man. A couple. Well, I got really one fact, but uh, and then I got two things to kind of caveat off that. So my first uh, or my only fact really is. C.J. Stroud now has more career touchdown passes than Kenny Pickett. That's impressive. <laughs> Kenny's been in for how long? Three years? Uh, Four years? Two, two years, maybe? Is it just two? Two or three, yeah. It, he's at least had a full season on the other guy. And shoot, them jokers gave up everything for C.J. Stroud. They probably said, F it, bro. He out there said, so just do it. Just like. Well, speaking on C.J. Stroud... C.J. Stroud came into the game without his starting running back. By halftime, he didn't have a field goal kicker. His uh, running back, his backup running back, actually kicked a field goal for them. I believe it was a tie-in field goal. And uh, he said, you know what, I'm going to take things in my own hand and turned out to have the best rookie quarterback performance ever. So, pretty wild set of record. And then, obviously, man, I'm sorry to keep beating this dead horse, but it just is, this is just an amazing story. So, this came from the Vikings locker room. Josh Dobbs, I told you earlier, says Josh Dobbs didn't take a single rep with the offense in practice. No snaps from uh, Garrett Bradbury. 
He had never thrown a pass to anyone and didn't know most of their full names. So never thrown a pass to these guys at all, at all on this team. And then his response was, that's for next week, he said. And then he comes on to win a game. It just had to be against us. Unfortunately, it seems like there's a lot of things that are like that. I think the Buccaneers' first kick return in their franchise history was against us. I watched it. You know, it's, I, I always seem like it always seems to be against us. So I hate it because Arthur uh, Arthur doesn't deserve that, man. Our, our our owner doesn't deserve that. It's a good dude. What? Well, well, do you that's got just how any... the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Yep. You got any shout outs this week? Uh, it's probably the same shout out you have. Does it start with the uh, from the halls of Montezuma? Uh, and then something about some shores of Tripoli. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, that one. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be the same one. Yeah, it's only <laughs> two days away for me, three days for you still. <laughs> well, uh, I guess then before we roll into that, uh, I don't know. I don't think so. The last time we did a podcast, it was, what, two weeks ago? So, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife just had a birthday, so I want to go ahead and tell oh, her happy, happy birthday, birthday, babe. Yep. My dad also had a birthday. Oh, so, happy birthday. happy birthday to him. And, uh, yeah, man. So, so, some important people in my life had birthdays since the last time we put out an episode. So, I love both of y'all. You know, oh, y'all I- have both been uh, amazing people in my life and, and really help kind of mold me into the man I am today. So thank y'all, and I love y'all. I mean... Go ahead and give you a shout-out, Ray Ray. I was going to say, I guess I should shout-out Philip, the guy who graduated as he has gone through his first week of his screener for Buds as he goes through the second one, and the text messages have been absolutely hilarious. Because it, it really is that of like, why why have I chosen this? Why am I here? <laughs> it's like, well, well, I'm here now. You know, it's just like, there it is. Yeah, question your choices, but live with them. I'm sure that there has been a point in yours and my life oh, there where we both is. go, why? And and they both uh, revolve around the military. It's every there PFT was... ever. <laughs> oh, dude. Mine's the CFT. I always oh, think about my life time. decisions that have led me to this. Yeah, every time. That's me doing that three-mile run. I'm like, why am I here? Nope. Mine's when I get ready to uh, take off on the run for the 880. And then after the 80, I'm like, ah, that ain't too bad. Do the ammo cans. Like, ah, nah, that's easy. And then I go over there and we start walking through the sequence of events for the movement under fire. Mm -hmm. And I'm like. Yeah. And then you try to find the kid with asthma because you're going to have to share that inhaler. (laughs) <laughs> oh man good times good times oh oh i got one more shout out i want to give a shout out to uh one of my favorite marines who just completed six years of honorable service to the united states marine corps and that is uh brooklyn so shout out to brooke because i know she hates when i use her first name that's why i did it but shout out to brooke yeah shout out to brooke uh you know i miss her already uh haven't seen her or you for that matter and like uh what two three weeks or two three months now so you know i miss hanging out with both y'all 
I miss uh, embracing the suck with her and all the stuff that you, me, and her have went through over the past few years. So, uh, But congratulations, Brooke. Uh, I'm excited to, to hear the new things that you're going to do in your life. So congratulations. And then go ahead, Ray Ray. You better do your shout out and it better be a good one to the next most important holiday coming up. Well, I already had my ball. I don't know if you had yours. So maybe you're the one who should shout it out if you're expecting me to get rowdy and lumbunctious at 1 a.m. No, no, no. Nothing, nothing rowdy because I'm not going to the ball this year. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mission comes first, man. Plus, I don't know anybody at this ball. Like it was, It was still fun, but it was definitely weird not knowing many people at it. But the ball was seven hundred people. Heck yeah, man! It's all of Metro. It's all of Atlanta. I will say it's pretty funny. There was a Chief Warrant Officer three that I had met in a tattoo parlor. We had talked. I didn't realize he was a a three, and then I saw him at the ball. And next thing I know, my unit's like, "Who the heck are you to be like dabbing up and hugging on this dude who's a Chief three? And that's how I found out what his rank was. I had no idea what this dude was. I've been talking to him like he was just. Some dude. One of the bros? Yeah, pretty much. And he was cool with it. He's like, oh, what's up, man? But nah, so in two days it'll be, how, what is it, 248? Uh, yes. Man, I should know. I just had the ball. But you know how that goes. You, if it's a good ball, you don't remember the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 248. That's what I'm going with. If I'm wrong, we'll fix it in post. But... It's been a good time, man. I'm glad that I got to see, yeah, seven years of it now. So happy yeah, birthday, Marine Corps, and happy birthday, you dirty dogs. Yeah, man. Happy birthday to you filthy animals. Uh, definitely met some of my greatest friends. You know, uh, I'm working with some amazing Marines right now. So happy birthday. I'm actually looking at my birthday ball cup from 2018. When I was in the 6th Marine Corps District recruiting area there. And now I'm in the 12th. So, pretty cool, man. Everything comes full circle. So, happy birthday, Marines. Well, With that, Ray Ray, we're at the end of the show. So, obviously, it's 1 o'clock. I know you work night shift, but you're not late, right? I'm off today, but I am tired. I've been up since 6 a.m. because the grind don't stop, man. You got you're late to something. I was late to the grind. I didn't get to the pool until it was already open. I didn't uh get to a run until my shoes were already on my feet. You know, like there's just just a bunch of things that what? <laughs> <laughs> Who puts their hey, shoes on in hey, the middle of a run? I, look, I'm just being stupid at this point. I'm just thinking things I was late to. Okay, I didn't oh, gotcha. get you. Yeah, I just. I don't know. I well, didn't, I, that, was, that wasn't a good one, okay? The first one actually made sense because it was true. The second one, I, I don't know how I can be late to a run. We'll chalk it up to being sleepy. You got it. Uh, yeah, that's right. Well, uh, before we roll out, man, I want to go ahead and throw this out there, everybody. We've got some things in the work. We're working with a couple people. We're working with our great buddy, Cole, over at Pine Nutrition. If you don't know who Nap- uh, Pine Nutrition is or anything about them, you're missing out. Go on our website, check them out. They're at the bottom of our webpage and it's a link directly to Cole's social media page and you can reach out to him, man. Puts out great videos of how to work out, how to eat well, all this stuff, man. Motivational videos. Great dude. Awesome person and uh, we're working with him and we got some big things coming here soon. 
we're going to start putting up news articles on our webpage. And this will be stuff that, that us and people from the late to work family put together and put out there. So be on the lookout for that to be dropping here real soon. We're going to work a couple different avenues of that, but that way you not only can you hear us, but you can also read about our stuff be short, quick reads the most part, but you'll be able to kind of read about our thoughts and how things are going and big news and all this under the sun, how we think this is going to play out. For instance, Martavius Bryant going to the Cowboys. So make sure you're on the lookout. You can find our website in the description of this video or this podcast. So please, please, please check it out. So of course, we also got bucked up. We got our promo code also in there and Savage Barbell also in the description as well. Get your free gear or get your gear with your discounted price. I don't know. I mean, might as well save you some money. Nah, nobody likes doing that. I do. I'm cheap. So. Well, well Ray Ray, with that, man, it's been a great show. Yep, that it has. Great show. Let's go. Let's get off here. Let's go get some sleep. And, uh, hey, so Ray Ray's got nothing. I got nothing. And with that, we are late to work sports and we out. See ya.